Hey wrestling fans, it's Sean from Scumbags Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner. And you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steven's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17 for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on Steven's Wrestling Journey. And we are live. This is episode number 132 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, and we're coming to you from London, Ontario. I want to welcome everybody, whether they're watching us on uh, Twitch, YouTube, or on Facebook Live. Please join in on the conversation. We'll include you along the way. Today, we're going to look over some news, look back at uh, Dynamite from last night, NXT TakeOver War Games, look ahead to TLC, and of course, Wrap it up with this week in history. But we can't do that until we bring in our panelists. So, from Niagara Falls, Jonesy, how are you tonight? I am fantastic. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Had a job evaluation uh, thing that went a whole seven minutes on a choppy uh, internet uh, thing. So, great review. I'm still around, and we're doing wrestling talk. So, it is what it is, and just kind of get through the whole COVID stuff. And is that your egos? No, it's my phone. It sounds like a microwave. Oh. I know because every time I get a notification, which I'm going to shut off in just a moment, but I'm bringing in returning from Toronto after vacating to London. Stephen, how are you? Good. It's uh. Good to be back. It's been a hectic few months with COVID and the changing rules everywhere and trying to figure out everything. And But the vaccine's approved and starting in Ontario next Tuesday to give out the vaccine. So, oh, Lord, hopefully I can see wrestling in 2021. Uh, we'll see what happens and how fast the things get uh, going around here in Ontario and who uh, is in lineup first and prioritized and everything uh, might be a longer journey, but hopefully they find some way of doing it. That, as you said, wrestling uh, returns on the indie scene uh, in 2021. Uh, though there is some uh, indie wrestling going on. Uh, might as well jump into it right now before we uh, go into uh, major things like AEW and WWE news. Go Hard Pro is uh, Holden Albright's uh, puppy, which is also uh, Brandon Caulfield, however you know him. Um, and he did some uh, fundraising uh, with crowdfunding. And uh, Go Hard Pro is going to do their first show, uh, a free one, somewhat, thanks to everybody who's sponsored, though. Um, and that's going to happen on Christmas Eve on YouTube. Uh, uh, this week he did a couple of uh, announcements, including talent of Alejandro Del Bruno, 
pretty Ricky Wildy is going to be there. Uh, there were some uh, camera guys announced. Uh, Buzz Media Productions. Uh, Brad Myers is going to be there. So whether he's just roughing or if he gets involved, Alexia Nicole, uh, Tony Adams, Von Vertigo, yeah, hacker Scotty O'Shea. Of course, Holden Albright will be a part of it, and uh, many more as it uh, gets going. But that's going to be on Christmas Eve on YouTube. Um, Stephen, your thoughts on uh, that show? Um, it's interesting. I mean, I'm hoping that it's not all comedy. Um which is my biggest fear, but I'm excited. I'll watch. I know privately, originally we had talked about doing it. I will be right back, guys. My computer has frozen. Yeah, I was going to say, you look a little bit uh, frozen to me. I'm going to uh, drop you out, and then we'll uh, come back in. Jonesy, your uh, thoughts on uh, this uh, show by Go Hard Pro? Uh, it's interesting to see how many, uh, different ways people are trying to do events, uh, not just wrestling. Uh, I really thought that someone would have done a drive-in series by now, but, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they do it and go forward. Uh, and I don't, I don't see any... Big indie shows until I would say the end of summer in uh, 2021. Yeah, especially in this area. Um, Barry Wrestling is going to be doing a talent show, uh, I believe, also. And uh, there was also an announcement that Hamilton um, Wrestling was going to be doing a show, I believe, free for New Year's as a thank you to fans. Uh, another I uh, sort of pay per view that they did um, a couple of weeks ago for $14 or something. But, yeah, definitely Go Hard uh, Pro with uh, Holden Albright. And everybody is going to be happening, as I said, uh, Christmas Eve. And uh, I wish them uh, success. Hopefully uh, there's not uh, any restrictions on them and they have uh, found a way of doing it all without having to uh, shut down. Uh, that would be a shame if uh, all this effort is for naught. But, uh, yeah, so... We wish them uh, luck. Steven is having his rebooting uh, issues, so we're going to uh, look at stuff uh, after. Uh, Chad Peterson uh, ended up sending a message saying that SmackDown is going to be at that stadium this Friday. Going to be interesting to see what it's going to look like. Um, there was uh, pictures uh, put up about what it's going to be. Um, it's Tropicana Field that they're moving to because they had to leave the Amway Center uh, after Raw this week, and they've been working on setting up the Tropicana Field, but it's almost as though they're putting how you've seen the outdoor arena shows for um, hockey, the Winter Classics, where you got a ice rink in the middle of a ballpark or a football stadium. It looks uh, somewhat like it's going to be that uh, sort of setup for the new Thunderdome at Tropicana Field. So they're not using the stadium seating that you would get for baseball. They're putting in their own uh, bleachers and uh, stuff like that, where obviously the TV monitors are going to be that you would normally see for the uh, 
Thunderdome. And so that's supposed to debut this Friday and we'll see if they do any uh, tweaks or changes from what we saw at the Amway Center or if it's just going to be uh, same replication of uh, what that was. Uh, Steven seems to be moving again and having a contact. So, uh, Steven, um, we moved on from Go Hard Pro. Uh, if you want to uh, backtrack and talk about that, but we're also talking about the fact that uh, SmackDown is going to be debuting their uh, the new Thunderdome or the move Thunderdome at Tropicana Field this Friday. Is it this week? I thought it was next week. Regardless, I'm actually kind of excited to see if they've made any improvements or changes. Um, I mean, hopefully they've learned some stuff from the Thunderdome that they've had now. Um, so it'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see if they've made any improvements, made it a little different. So, yeah, be interesting. I, I know Vince wants to eventually get some fans in there, so I don't know how they'll uh, do it. But as I said, uh, as you were logging back in, it almost looks like how you would see um, the winter classics for the NHL if they were in a baseball stadium or a football stadium where their uh, rank is put in just the middle of it. It looks like they're doing the same thing with the Thunderdome and with using bleachers and stuff. So if they're adding any uh, new uh, elements, uh, we'll have to see uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown. Jonesy, your thoughts? Uh, personally, I don't give a hoop-de-doo. Uh, I don't... I think it looks silly with a whole bunch of little people and screens. I'd rather it look the way it did at the very beginning, which to me looked more like an actual video game. Uh, I thought was really a lot neater. Uh, I do, though, however, respect the the staging in which they're putting up and the lighting. Uh, that stuff excites me more than the actual wrestling event itself. Uh, that's um, that's an expensive setup that they're doing, and uh, it's it's impressive. It's really it's kind of it it's in a way a kind of uh, some old Star Trek uh, episodes and that, especially the one with the Rock in uh, Voyager. Uh, I believe that was that way, where the audience is actually somewhere else watching it, and the the fighters are in an empty arena, and then. They just put the two together, and that's what the actual people watching on TV see. And they're pretty much doing the same thing now, uh, just a just a little different, but same kind of concept. And it's uh, it's it's neat. Yeah, Impact Wrestling is still doing the other way with no fans at all, or even not even monitors, and just uh, light show uh, for staging and that, but. You know, but it was taped a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, and that's why this past Tuesday, all those things were just inserts uh, that AEW ended up doing. So uh, if you decided to watch Impact uh, thinking you're going to get something special, all the stuff that AEW did extra with them was pre-recorded and inserted and available on YouTube and Twitch and uh, Twitter and everything. So if you're a follower of uh, Impact, great. You know, you still you're got one your of 10 people. 
some extra stuff, but if not, I don't know if uh, that show was enough to bring in people to return uh, for Impact next week. Uh, so looking at some of the news that after AEW did what they did last week uh, during uh, Winter's Coming um, and having the connection between Impact and AEW, Triple H was asked during the press conference for uh, for TakeOver about them working with other uh, companies. And he said, we're open for business, but at the same time, it has to benefit them in long term. They've worked with people like Progress. They've worked with Evolve, uh, WXW, and uh, even back in the uh, 90s, they worked with ECW. So... It's not out of the realm for WWE to work with somebody else. It just has to benefit them. But who's out there that can benefit WWE when you're the number one uh, company in the world? Charlotte Flair is... I think uh, someone like... I think MLW. Maybe, yeah. They and have some... Some guys, uh, Jacob Fatu is the one that I, Richard Holiday, uh, Alexander Hammerstone. They have some young guys that WWE could ever get, would change the product. Yeah, but I would end up uh, just using, uh, hooking up NXT with any of those uh, groups over Raw and SmackDown. They'd benefit probably the best that way and get their best uh, utilization with a connection with NXT. Charlotte Flair is uh, due back, I guess, on uh, December 21st, the night after TLC. She's been off uh, due, due to a medical procedure she uh, had done, probably more implants or something. Uh, and uh, she's also been filming um, Punky Brewster, uh, the reboot of that with uh, also uh, Alexa Bliss. But there's talk that she'll be teamed up with Andrade to give him sort of a rub, uh, and they'll be like a power couple probably on Raw. Uh, Sting is going to be with AEW for uh, a long while. He signed a big money deal with Tony Khan, uh, and so he's already teased some interaction the other last night with Darby Allen and even Cody, but. He's expected to be on TV as a regular character. Um, at the same time, he's 61 years old, hasn't wrestled in five years after he uh, he openly admitted he botched the uh, move that Seth Rollins gave with the buckle bomb. But I guess he signed over with AEW because he didn't get what he wanted was a cinematic match with Undertaker. And I'm sort of glad that that didn't happen because regardless of their ages, a cinematic match as well. Who do you put over in that sort of situation because of Undertaker versus Sting? So I think it's best to leave that as a match that never happened and be happy that it didn't because, you know, who, who loses some wins in that one? Maybe if they teamed up against somebody, that'd be a different story. But, yeah, I guess it's a good thing. I just don't know about him being in... AEW for long periods of time. Your thoughts, Stephen and Chris? I would care maybe 10 years ago, but I'm, I don't even care. Um, 
Oh, yes. The Von Erics in MLW. I still think they'll end up in WWE eventually. But I don't actually care Sting's in AEW. Any match is going to be a cinematic thing. Like, even... There's no one that... Yeah, he can't have a regular wrestling match, so it's going to be cinematic, and it's going to be boring, and... Yeah. Unless Sting Sting is coming down from uh, the... uh, Oh, man. What's the place called? Something place. Daily's place. Daily's place. Daily's place. That's it. Uh, Unless they have him swinging away uh, uh, on a wire somewhere... uh, it's absolutely stupid. And I, I'm glad for AEW that they got this. And I'm glad that Tony Khan is going to put more money into old stuff, old product. And it just proves that AEW is not going to be around for a long time. They are going to be bought, sold, or go bankrupt eventually because they're doing the same thing that Turner and everyone else has done is getting old stars trying trying to use old ideas to create something new and it doesn't work it hasn't worked for years but if they want to do it go for it but you know what it, it gives me another reason not to want to watch the regular show i'll watch dark but the regular crap i don't I, blah. it's another money mark throwing his money at wrestling and trying to relive the wcw years yeah, it's yeah. the The nostalgia will wear off really quickly, and they have sunk lower than TNA when Sting and Hogan and them were there. True, but they still want to have uh, some connections with other organizations, and whether it's Ring of Honor, AAA, and uh, that's good. But you New don't farts. That's the biggest problem. I would be okay if he was brought in to be a coach or something to work with some of their their guys, but to be on TV, I do not understand. Even if he was brought in to be like the general manager, something like that, I could live with it, but he's going to wrestle. It's going to be bad. And no, Impact and AEW is not interesting. They're going to probably merge. I'm assuming AEW is going to buy Impact. They had a chance before to do that. Well, here's my theory. AEW will buy Impact because when uh, TNT kicks AEW off their airways, they need somewhere to go. True. But But I'm not even interested in this crossover bullshit. I'm interested in a few matchups. The Good Brothers... I'm really interested in the North versus FTR. Uh, is there anyone else I'm interested in? There's nothing else I'm really interested in. Yeah, it's, it's very disaster. That's the thing. Like Impact Wrestling has decent talent, but going AEW versus Impact, there's nothing like how you would see WWE versus. Uh, WCW and dream matches to look forward to. And AEW really doesn't benefit anything from ha- having a relationship with Impact. Oh, so, uh, has Scott Snyder showed up in AEW yet? 
Oh, give it, give it a. I'm assuming <laughs> at the end of the year they'll have Scott Steiner show up because that's just how this is going. <laughs> I mean, I the only matchup I'm really interested in is the North versus FTR. Two great old school style tag teams. I think that would be a, an amazing matchup. That's it. Everything else is, I, I can't think of anything that I'm like, ooh, I have to watch. So what about uh, even CM Punk? He was on uh, uh, Renee Paquette's Oral Sessions podcast this week, and uh, she asked, "What would it take for you to uh, return to the ring?" And he said, "It'd have to be some uh, really good storyline." Uh, good matchups where he's never gone against uh, certain people before. Uh, he mentioned Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. He wasn't interested in like a John Moxley match or anything like that. And either WWE or AEW would have to also uh, pull up a big truckload of cash for it to happen. Do you see it happening uh, from either company or is just CM Punk uh, talking things just to be out there? He's stirring the pot. There, what does he get? What is AEW going to offer him? A million dollars? Cool. They'll never get their money back. Punk hasn't wrestled in how many years? Fifteen. Uh, almost, almost six. Almost six. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> his last match was at the Royal Rumble in 2014 at uh, in Pittsburgh. Jonesy and I were there for that one. I have zero. I mean, I just don't see the matchups in AEW. And AEW needs Impact's women's division badly. AEW needs anybody's uh, women's division badly. We already seen that uh, the NWA is outdone uh, AEW's women's division and definitely the impact women's division could outdo uh the AEW women's division that is definitely their weakest point and oh why do you need a, why do you need a women's division kenny omega is leading the women's division dump dump the women's division just dump it if you're not a big dog dump it you have a couple uh, uh, ladies come in and do uh, a match, and that's it. Like the old Moolah days. Moolah would just show up with her about once in a while on TV. There you go. It's still around. Like, uh, honestly, uh, most, especially, like, I don't know. For myself, I could care less about the women's divisions in most. The women's match is fine, but the actual divisions, who cares? They they cannot they cannot give the same performance that men do, and it's nothing to do with sex. It's to do with ability. And I'm telling you, women have put on some great matches. I watched uh, um, that uh, uh, War Games from last year NXT with the women. It was fantastic. But you're gonna find a better one done with men. No offense to the ladies out there. I think they're great, but. Women's wrestling, to me, have your own separate thing. Mix in once in a while, but that's it. It 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 doesn't. All it sells is TNA, and that's one reason why I don't like a lot of women's wrestling because they always go with the silly TNA screeching shit. Anyways, there's my rant for the evening. 
There you go. Well, some of it has been a lot better, though, uh, over the years since the okay. uh, revolution, but because uh, they're at least able to wrestle as opposed to being pillow fighters and brown panties matches. But yeah, uh, AEW, another message from Chad. Just get this. AEW is still not. Uh, I did. I just agree, Chad Patterson. Chad Patterson, AEW Dark. It is fantastic. And I like older school uh, wrestling. Not like really old, but like Saturday, uh, um, uh, WCW Saturday Night. It's very similar to that. It has that same feel. And I'm telling you, Taz and Excalibur are, I think, the best broadcast team. In my opinion, for me, for me, I'm sure not for everyone, but for me, they are just fantastic. They actually will point out the mistakes in the match, uh, and they're very good in how they do that. Uh, I, I, I can listen and watch Dark all day long. Are you going to watch Dark when it goes on TBS or whatever Turner station they've convinced? Yeah. Only if I can still get it for free, or it comes with what I already got. I ha I can watch it for free, and I don't because I'd rather save my time from screaming at a screen. So moving on, though, uh, the Forgotten Sons uh, tag team that was down in NXT got moved up to SmackDown. Uh, they're no more. Um, Earlier this year, Jackson Riker made uh, comments about Black Lives Matter being garbage, and they were quickly removed from TV. And so we hadn't seen them for a bit until this past Friday when Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler were uh, brought back up to TV and put alongside Baron Corbin and helped him win the match against Murphy, who had uh, the Mysterios in his, in, in his corner. Uh, it looks like... Corbin has got himself a new stable in this regards. But at the same time, it was thought that Jackson Riker was going to be released by WWE after his comments, and that's why they got taken off. But he just got put on the Raw brand and showed up on main event alongside Elias. So looks like they're going to team Riker with Elias. Uh, but I guess they got hopefully the stink off of them for uh, the comments that Riker made about Black Lives Matter. AEW and WWE are still interested in signing Tessa Blanchard. However, they're both uh, apparently waiting until life gets back to normal before uh, offering her actual contract. But at the same time, she's happily in Mexico with Daga after just recently getting married. He's, though, uh, looking to join MLW. It'll be interesting to see if uh, MLW uh, swoops in and picks up Tessa Blanchard uh, and gets the scoop on uh, AEW and WD, allowing the husband and wife uh, duo to stay together and work in the same company. There's talk that uh, charges against Alberto Del Rio have been dropped after the uh, victim apologized. But that doesn't seem to be true after all. And the trial is still set for January 25th, where this guy hopefully gets what he has coming to him after being such a dirtbag. I sure do hope he shows up, though, at court in uh, a nice vehicle. You know. 
with his get, scarf. Uh, get Rodriguez to uh, drive him? Abs- absolutely. <laughs> Congratulations goes out to uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins with the birth of their daughter named Rue. Uh, is unknown how long either of them are going to be away from the ring now that uh, the baby is there. But uh, I bet Vince is uh, chomping at the bit to get them both back in the ring as soon as possible. Um, Dez and Wentz from the Rascals signed with WD, and they were introduced last week as uh, some of the newest recruits uh, at the PC. And uh, there was talk of why Trey hasn't uh, joined them, the other third of the Rascals. But he uh, made a statement that his nephew was born premature and uh, is – taking care of family first before uh, doing wrestling. Uh, there's still no uh, definitive answer if he's uh, also dealing with AEW and just playing his options or if he's going to join his uh, Rascal's uh, brethren and uh, eventually show up at the PC. But who knows? And at the top of the show, you talked about Goldberg uh, Jonesy, or before we went on there, I wanted to talk about that. And Goldberg was on uh, the bump uh, yesterday morning, and he decided to call out Roman Reigns and basically said the fact that he didn't get his match against each other at WrestleMania. He stole uh, Roman, and Roman has stolen uh, Goldberg's spear. Uh, he's subpar wrestler, and all this other stuff, and said, you're next. And even at age 53, he's willing to step into the ring and take out the uh, tribal chief and everything. And Roman has responded by saying uh, that Goldberg doesn't get to choose who's next. He gets to choose who he goes against. And that'll be uh, Kevin Owens at TLC. Does anybody really want to see Goldberg and Roman, even with Roman being a heel now? Yes, I do. I want to see Goldberg go in there and destroy him real quick because that's what should happen. The way that they bill, uh, <laughs> they bill Bill Goldberg, uh, but no, they won't do it that way. I, I, part of me thinks, though, because it was supposed to happen at last year's WrestleMania, if it happened this year's WrestleMania, perhaps that's how they would work The Rock into it and – uh, kind of smooth over whatever film he's working on at the time so that he would be less likely to actually get hurt if they made it some kind of triple threat match or something like that where he can take breaks in between where they can knock him out for part of the match so he doesn't have to do more than what he can. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, the Goldberg was promoting a documentary that's going to be uh, – going to be on uh, the network, which uh, is highlighting, I guess, the WCW streak. But I think also with the timing, maybe they're going to set up Roman against Goldberg for just the Royal Rumble. Uh, It's one of their major uh, ten-post ones and save somebody bigger, whether it's a Daniel Bryan, a Drew McIntyre, or The Rock for WrestleMania to go against uh, Roman Reigns. I honestly don't. Fuck. <laughs> I love Roman Reigns as a heel, but motherfucker, why the fuck is Goldberg? Really? You're telling me you you can't find 
someone who's, you know, who on your active normal roster. God damn I it. I think he's kind of become like that uh, um, contract that Kiss had with uh, their wrestler where, okay, we have to have a what? A special, he has to be at a main event. We'll have two co-main events. Maybe that's what they have with Goldberg now. Well, sadly, uh, he I has too much deal per year. I will give Goldberg something. If you do watch the show, The Goldbergs, he is fantastic in that. It actually suits him. Uh, he is funny in it. It's it it. He's well used in that. You're a dick. Who's a dick? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, We've talked enough about Kenny Omega. Uh, going around. He wants to be a belt collector and possibly go to different organizations to pick up their titles. Tony Khan and Tony Schiavone did a mock commercial uh, on Impact, basically insulting the brand, and uh, Tony made reference to buying Impact Wrestling. Uh, viewership was up for this week's Impact, but I don't know if it's going to maintain people uh, going forward next week. And Angel Garza could be bringing in Eva Marie to Raw. Uh, she apparently signed a long while ago. And finally, the woman that he's been handing roses to finally took the rose on Raw. We saw her hand. And then I guess yesterday or no, earlier this week, Eva Marie posted a picture of her holding roses. So it could be a red herring that she's coming to uh, be on Raw and be with Angel Garza. Looking at NXT War Games, Chad has put up a post here about how fantastic it was. Uh, great all, match. Hold on. Chad was nonstop and jump off the cage with the garbage can. You don't see that. I don't want to see Io Shirai yeah. or anybody jump off a cage with a garbage can on them. Um, that War Games was just crazy uh the women can go uh in that it was good to a certain extent but not always bringing out the plunder that was what made war games so good was them technically wrestling and the plunder didn't come in until it was a chain or something or a spike from the uh uh road warriors until the very end when they made jj dylan submit beyond that it was pure wrestling now you got uh, in NXT, each one of these war games ah. lately is getting garbage just brought in and kendo sticks and stuff like that. I don't get it. Let it be a grudge match wrestling. But, Jonesy, you're going to say something? Uh, just something you said there, saying that basically that the tradition or the older war games was about the wrestling. What are you talking about? There was very little wrestling in a lot of those war games. Uh, a lot of war games, uh, I'm telling you, are boring as shit to watch. Uh, they were exciting at their time, but now compared to what, like, again, I I, I watched last year's NXT um, uh, uh, war games, and I thought both male and female matches were better than any war game matches that WCW and WA ever put on. Uh, 
And as far as, you know, using a garbage can, doing it off the cage, uh, my only thing would be, I'd have to see why she climbed on the cage because even as great as hell in the cell is having them go up there it didn't make sense for the match itself yeah uh, in this case yoshirai couldn't make it into the ring because when it was her turn to get down there uh out of the shark cage she ended up getting ladders and put them in tried to get into the ring got kicked out she tried to climb up the uh side of the uh cage to get in got knocked down Finally, she did make it to the top of the rim of the cage and had a garbage can there, put it on top of her, and then dove on to all the women waiting to catch her. And you know what? I, 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 I give that, you know, she got balls for doing that. That's like Japanese uh, hardcore stuff there. That's uh, good. So, Chad, you're fucking mad. The War Games was not great. The men started okay. But if that's what you think is good wrestling, good wrestling, you fucking dumb. The war games for the men should have ended after McAfee took the uh, sunrise from uh, Adam Cole. Instead, they kept on kicking out and going further. Just uh, going over the uh, results, though, uh, Legrego del Fantasma uh, defeated Kurt Stallion, uh, Ashante, the Adonis, and August Gray in six-man tag team action uh, as a dark match. Then it was the women's uh, war games with Team Candice defeating uh, Team Shotzi when Raquel Gonzalez ended up beating Io Shirai. That match lasted 35 minutes and 22 seconds. Tommaso Ciampa ended up defeating Timothy Thatcher in a pure wrestling match, uh, basically, that lasted uh, about 16 minutes. Dexter Loomis beat Cameron Grimes uh, by submission in a strap match. So this was a strap match that didn't have them having to touch all four corners. Uh, hopefully that's the end of their feud with each other. Johnny Gargano had a whole bunch of uh, people interfere on his behalf, including, uh, oh, I can't think of it, Austin Theory. Uh, and he ended up getting the North American title back for the third time, beating Leon Ruff and Damian Priest. And then, of course, the Undisputed Era defeated Team McAfee uh, in the War Games match main event. Honestly, I think the men's War Games match should have ended when McAfee came off the top. Yeah. Either they get picked up the uh, win or, you know, McAfee could have uh, ended up losing. But, yeah, the McAfee, though, uh, for being a football player, he's got a good way of cutting a promo. I don't like the guy uh, that way or anything like that, but he's doing what he needs to do. And then he oh, even Mr. showed up on his old podcast the other day wearing a neck brace while then talking about uh, football. Uh, so he's living it, and you got to give him uh, kudos on that. Uh, NXT, WD's next offering – for pay-per-view is TLC on the 20th. Got Drew McIntyre against AJ Styles. And, of course, that's going to be a TLC match for no particular reason. The Fiend is going to go against Randy Orton in a singles match. I don't know after this past Monday if we actually want to see that. 
Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are defending their tag team titles against Asuka and Lana, and that's probably going to end up being a tables match, the way they've been constantly putting Lana through a table. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to go against Kevin Owens for the Universal title in a uh, TLC match as well. Sasha against Carmella for the uh, SmackDown Women's uh, Championship. That doesn't have a uh, stipulation to it yet. And New Day, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are going to defend their tag team titles from Raw against the Hurt Business, and that has yet to get a uh, stipulation on it. So that's what's uh, going on with uh, WD and TLC coming up on the 20th of December. And, of course, last night, AEW had Dynamite. The Young Bucks ended up being uh, TH2. There was interaction with uh, the Acclaim and also SCU. There was a couple of different things, including Cody showing up and getting uh, talked to by uh, Sting. Sting really didn't say why he's there, just hinted at Darby Allen stuff. Uh, FTR defeated the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman, and uh, Griff Garrison. Uh, they oh, talked wow. about Brian Pillman Sr., uh, comparing him to his son, uh, Jr., and even uh, talked about the Varsity Blondes being uh, like how uh, Brian was part of the Hollywood Blondes with Steve Austin. So that happened. The Dark Order still trying to get Hangman Page on their side. Dustin Rhodes, the sort of funny part I will give them was Dustin Rhodes beat uh, Dark Order member 10, and Evil Uno came in to try and recruit Dustin for uh, the Dark Order, saying he's the third uh, most popular Rhodes in uh, AEW. And if he were to join uh, Dark Order, he could be seven which was his name in WCW that he instantly trashed the night of his debut uh, when he floated to the ring and everything. So they came back to that. Uh, The show at the end ended up with uh, Pockets, I mean, uh, Orange Cassidy losing to MJF, and MJF is retaining the diamond ring. Earlier in the night, the uh, inner circle decided to stay together and... Yeah, that's uh, basically everything that's happened in AEW, NXT, and uh, news. Anything you guys want to add before we go over to this week in history? The Varsity Blondes actually intrigued me because that has potential. Um. Other than that, the show, I didn't watch it. I've read about what happened. I'm happy I didn't watch it. It probably would have thrown something through my television. Yeah, they're um, promising a lot of things with Sting and uh, Callus and um, Omega, and you got a whole lot of nothing. It was a lot of bait and switch. Yeah. Well, I'm out. Well, you guys do history. I got to continue to do some work. Because we will talk to you soon. And in the new year, hopefully, get uh, Fancy Warfare back up and running. So, have yeah, a good night. We'll be, in, we'll be in lockdown. It won't matter by then. Okay, bye.
Bye. Have a good night. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Sean from Scumbags of Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner, and you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Steve's Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17, for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. So contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Kids Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto on Steven's Wrestling Journey. Okay, we're back after that uh, brief break. And before I do turn it over to Jonesy, just a reminder that those who voted and those who are interested, the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame presented by CWN has finished their voting on November 30th. The votes are being tabulated, and there'll be an announcement very soon of who will be inducted into the first class of the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And we were do a special show on January 18th, the 12th anniversary of CWN, and uh, we'll have some people uh, accepting their awards, hopefully, and uh, talk about those who were inducted. So there's more news to come with that, but uh, do keep track of here or even on Chris Maloney's show, CWN Weekly. And you'll uh, always be in contact with what's happening with the Canadian Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. So, we now turn it over to Jonesy with This Week in History. And I will follow along and try and give a visual of what we're talking about. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, I do appreciate what you do because it makes this a lot uh, um Better, I think. Uh, so we're going to go with uh, December 4th to the 10th. Uh, we're going to start with December 4th. And there he is. Uh, 29 years ago today, Hulk Hogan is stripped of the WWF championship following a controversial finish to the end of his bout with The Undertaker the previous night at this Tuesday in Texas uh, by WWF President Jack Tunney. Uh, he also declares that the winner of the forthcoming 30-man battle royal, sorry, Royal Rumble match would be for the undisputed WWF champion. We got 27 years ago, Kevin Sullivan and Taz Maniac defeated Tommy Dreamer and Shane Douglas, uh, subbing for Johnny Gunn uh, to win the ECW Tag Team Championship. Douglas turned on Dreamer and cost him the match and the titles. 22 years ago today in Salem, India, Ian Rotten defeated Corporal Robinson to win the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight Championship for the fourth time. Uh, during the match, Rotten hit Robinson with a window pane containing fluorescent tube lighting. Uh, the glass cut an artery above Robinson's temple. With the blood gushing, Rotten quickly double-armed DDT'd him for the win. Quick thinking. Robinson would be hospitalized where he would suffer a brain aneurysm due to a blood clot. Yikes. Yikes. 
Yes, is right. 20 years ago today on Raw is War, William Regal defeated Crash Holly by submission to win the WWF European Championship. In the show's main event segment, Vince McMahon takes a last ride, rock bottom, and a stone-cold stunner back-to-back-to-back in response to McMahon protesting the weekend's upcoming Hell in the Cell match at Armageddon. 20 years ago today on Nitro, from Lincoln, Nebraska, WCW Commissioner Mike Sanders awards the vacant WCW World Tag Team Championship to Perfect Event, Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak. This was the 15th tag title change since WCW's reboot on April 10th. I think that's really when WCW died, uh, including two titles. Um, the rest was a dream. The last season was a dream, including two title uh, vacations. That's about one change every 16 days. Uh, on the same taping, but airing on Thunder two days later, Saunders, who was also the WCW Cruiserweight Champion, is defeated by the title by Chavo Guerrero. 19 years ago today at a SmackDown taping in Chicago, there was some ass kissing going on as McMahon was to kiss The Rock's ass because the match lost the previous night. But McMahon would end up kissing the returning Rikishi's ass. That's a lot of ass. And he almost got to kiss Trish Stratus's, but... Oh, did he? Oh. 14 years ago today, Paul Heyman leaves WWE just one day after a disastrous December to Dismember pay-per-view. Heyman was sent home following a meeting with Vincent Stephanie McMahon, one uh, that saw Heyman removed from the ECW creative team. Heyman took the fall for the poor show, despite the show having McMahon fingerprints all over it. 11 years ago, uh, Edward Smith Fatu, uh, Jr., best known to wrestling fans as Umanga, died of a pair of heart attacks he suffered that day. He was just 36. Born March 28, 1973 in San Francisco, he was a member of the famous Anoi, Anoia. How do you say that, Anoia? Anoia. Anawani, that's better. Anawani wrestling family. His mother, Vera, was the sister of the Wild Samoans. Uh, he was the youngest of three brothers. His older brothers, Sam and Solofa, uh, also would be in the wrestling business as the Tonga Kid and Rikishi, respectively. As his cousins, Dwayne Johnson as The Rock, Umanga translated as the end, named after the final and most painful part of the Samoan tattoo process. Umanga's highest profile belt came at WrestleMania 23, when as the Intercontinental Champion, he beat Jeff Jarrett for the title. He represented Vince McMahon in the Battle of the Billionaires against Donald Trump's charge, ECW champion Bobby Lashley, and blah, 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 blah. At the time of his death, he was survived by his wife and four children. And he's the actual uh, uncle of the Usos. Fantastic. It is too bad that he uh, did pass away so young. Uh, 11 years ago today, WWE taped tribute to the troops from Joint Base Balad in Baghdad, Iraq. I have no problem saying these th the names from Iraq, but when I get start going over to Japan, I have trouble. 
Uh, seven years ago today, Calgary Mayor Nahid Na Nancy, Nancy uh, declared the Hart Mansion a heritage site, the equivalent of a landmark. Originally a home for orphans, uh, Stu Hart purchased a home in 1951 and would become the headquarters of Stampede Wrestling and the basement. Nicknamed the Dungeon, uh, would be the breeding and uh, proving ground for hundreds of wrestlers. And, uh, you know, I think that would actually make a pretty good show for like Netflix or one of them. Uh, a story, a rat, like kind of like that, that would be fantastic. Anyways, it's a happy 36th birthday for Brooke Nicole Adams, best known to wrestling fans as Miss Brooke uh, uh, Tossmacher. Uh, the three-time TNA Knockouts Champion and Knockouts Tag Team Champion first got her national exposure as a member of ECW's Extreme Expose dance troupe in 2007, before and in between her WWE and TNA runs. Brooke was a bikini and fitness model, competing in pageants for Miss Hawaiian Tropic, Miss Swingsuit USA, and Miss Hooters. Uh, most notably, uh, Brooke appeared in a pair of music videos, Timbaland's uh, Throw It On Me in 2007, and Dor Doro's uh Bounce that in 2011. She also competed on the 25th edition of The Amazing Race, finishing fourth and broke up with her partner, Robbie E. Who All is right, move on. in NXT as, oh, I forget his name at the moment. Oh, our, our, our um, library is broken at the moment. Yep. Uh, uh, December 5th. Uh, 23 years ago today, Doug Furness and Phil LaFon defeated the full-blooded Italians to win the ECW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, uh, 16 years ago today, TNA presented Turning Point from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Uh, Team Canada, Bobby Roode and Eric Young, with Scott Demore, defeated three live crew, BG James and Ron Killings, to win the NWA World Tag Team Championship. AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, and Randy Savage defeated the kings of wrestling, Jeff Jarrett, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Uh, this was the final match in Savage's career. Really, he didn't wrestle much in that match anyways, I don't believe. Uh, 15 years ago today, Eric Bischoff's uh, time as Raw General Manager came to an end in spectacular fashion, made to answer for his failures as longtime boss in a mock trial by Vince McMahon. Bischoff was dumped in the back of a garbage truck and driven off by the Honorable Mr. McMahon. Ten years ago today, TNA presented final resolution from the Impact Zone at Universal Orlando. Uh, Rob Van Dam defeated Rhino in a first blood match. Douglas Williams defeated AJ Styles to win the TNA uh, TV belt. Uh, Abyss defeated Delangelo De Niro in a casket match. Jeff Jarrett defeated Samojo in a submission match. And Jeff Hardy over Matt Morgan in a no-DQ match to retain the TNA World belt and mr anderson was the special guest referee eight years ago today despite going under the knife for emergency knee surgery just a day earlier cm punk surpasses john Cena to become the longest reigning wwe champion of the modern era at 381 days punk would run the record to 334 days before being defeated and embarrassed by the rock at the royal rumble event seven weeks later i hated the fact that he lost the belt to the rock i thought that was so freaking stupid anyway yeah, I understand why they did it, you know, but ah. uh, December 6th, 
31 years ago today in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, Candy Devine defeated Judy Martin to win the AWA Women's Championship for the fifth time. Devine would be the last woman to hold the title. She banded it just before the promotion shut down in January 91. 22 years ago today, Chris Candido and Night Storm defeated Doug Furness and Phil LaFon and Axel Rotten and Balls Mahoney in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, the win comes just a day after the KM Express, uh, Furness and LaFon won the titles. 22 years ago today, WWF presented the UK exclusive pay-per-view Capital Carnage from London, England. The show is noted for Russ suffering a Bell's policy attack while commenting, uh, comment, commentating aha, the show, coming just hours after his mother died of a heart attack. Draws defeated Mosh. Uh, the Headbangers uh, defeated the Legion of Doom. Tiger only in the Legion of Doom was Draws an animal. At that time, Tiger Ali Singh defeated Edge. The Rock defeated X-Pac by DQ to retain the WWF belt. And Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Man Kane, Mankind, and The Undertaker in the fatal four-way match. Jared Briscoe was the special guest referee. 21 years ago today on Nitro, Juice and Thunder Liger defeated uh, Psychosis, substituting for the injured Juventud Guerrera, uh, to win the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship for the 11th time and would be the last time this belt changed hands on American soil uh, until uh, 2000. Oh, sorry, that's uh, up to 2016, uh, April 2019 in New York. Uh, it did uh, come back and change hands. Uh, side note, for a few years, the title didn't know. Oh, there it is. All blah, 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 blah. Anyways, I was I, I confused myself. 18 years ago today, World Wrestling All-Stars presented the Retribution. Lex Luger defeated Sting to win the vacated WWA World Heavyweight Champion. Scott Steiner, the former champion, vacated the title when he signed with WWE. 17 years ago today, Michael Jerome Tweet, uh, best known to wrestling fans as The Wall or Sergeant Awall and Malice uh, in TNA died of a heart attack in Tokyo, Japan. He was only 36. Born December 27th, 1966 in Orange Grove, New Jersey. Uh, Tuet, uh, that's it, uh, broke into the wrestling business, training at Iron Mike Sharp's wrestling school. Also a protege of Bam Bam Bigelow. He furthered his training at the WCW Power Plant in Atlanta. On December 6, 2001, uh, Tuet was found unconscious in his hotel room by All Japan Wrestling Management and several wrestlers in Tokyo, Japan. The, I'm going to sneeze in a second. The official cause of death was a heart attack. And I'm just going to take a really quick, quick. Carrying on with this. Uh... 17 years ago, oh, 16 years ago on Raw, Lita defeated Trish Stratus to win the WWE Women's Championship. It was the last time a women's match closed the show until October 4th, 2016, when Sasha Banks defeated Charlotte for the new version of the WWE Women's Championship. 12 years ago today, Dennis Robin won the Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling. Robin was the Rodman was the winner over former child actor Todd Bridges in the finals. 
11 years ago today, AAA presented Guerrilla de War of Titans in uh, English. I'm not going to try and butcher uh, the Spanish there. But it's the War of Titans. In one of the featured belts, El Malaysia defeated El Zorro in a ladder match to win the vacant AAA World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Charlie Manson uh, was the special uh, referee. 11 years ago in Tampa, Florida, Oleg Plague, my protest, best known to wrestling fans as Vladimir Kozlov, officially uh, became an American citizen one year later, uh, later to the day he and Santina Morella won the WWE Tag Team uh, titles in a four-team uh, title match. Wow, some of those names are brutal, aren't they? Yes, they are. And you know what? For future ones, uh, next uh, uh, weeks that I did, I believe I took out the um, uh, some of like the Guerrero do Titans uh, War of Titans. Some of this, you know, I can I can learn, but then when it comes to it, I fucking forget uh, how how to say it again. So uh, now from now on, no offense to the Mexican uh, speaking people out there, but uh, some of this I will be uh, obliterating the. I've been really destroying the Mexican and the Japanese stuff, so I'm trying to be a little more respectful. I want to go with the English. Uh, so uh, we're going to continue now. Thank you so much. That, uh, if you see on the screen, quite the change that uh, he went over uh, yes. the years. Absolutely. And carrying on. Uh, six years ago today, uh, UFC announces that uh, they have signed Phil Brooks, best known to wrestling fans as CM Punk, to a multi-fight deal. Today would have been the 86th birthday for Nicholas Warren Francis Bockwinkle, or simply Nick Bockwinkle. He was 80. In March 2007, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. In 2010, made a cameo appearance on Raw as a part of the Legends Lumberjack match. 33 years ago today, WWF taped the 14th edition of the Saturday Night's main event. The show would air on January 2nd, 1988. Uh, Strike Force, Tito, and Rick Martel defeated the Bolsheviks, uh, uh, the Nikolai, see now I want to say Nikita Koloff all the time. Uh, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov, uh, two nothing in a best uh, two out of three false match to retain the WWF, the WWF Tag Team Championship. And I'd like to point out, I would like to see more um, best two out of three matches in tag. It actually makes a lot of sense, uh, especially like. In championship ones, they could just do it normal. But I like I I really liked like again old WCW uh, used to do it a lot, and it's just it gives both teams, especially jobbers and that, a chance to shine. And it's not just you know crush 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 match. That they can tell a better story with it. WWE um, did that a lot in that era with the tag team titles and tag teams. Uh, on especially on Saturday night's main event, it was really good uh, and different. So it would be a welcome uh, bring back. In fact, I I'm pretty sure Ventura has said before on commentating that he actually prefers the two. Actually, and so does uh, doesn't um, uh, Tony Schiavone? I think prefers it too. Yeah. Uh, any, anyways, 
and Hulk Hogan defeated King Kong Bundy to retain the WWF Championship. Uh, 32 years ago today, WCW presented Clash of the Champions for Seasons Beatings. It was the first major event to be presented under the WCW banner, though they were still very much affiliated with the NWA. The Fantastics, Bobby Fulton and Tommy Rogers, defeated Eddie Gilbert and Ron Simmons to win the vacated uh, uh, NWA United States Tag Team Championship. Steve Williams defeated the Italian Stallion. Road Warrior Animal defeated Dusty Rhodes by DQ to gain possession of the NWA World Six-Man Tag Team Championship. The Road Warriors dumped Rhodes and chose uh, Generico Tenru as their new partner. The Four Horsemen, Barry Windham and Ric Flair, defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton, and Stan Lane. 31 years ago today, William D. Haystacks Calhoun died. He was 55. Born on August 3rd, 1934 in McKinney, Texas, Calhoun grew up on a farm about 30 miles north of Dallas. Calhoun was an unusually large child. A regular breakfast would often include a dozen eggs. By age 14, he weighed over 300 pounds. He doubled his weight by his early 20s. His weight was not a burden at first. Uh, manual labor on the farm was a breeze for Calhoun, as he had the strength of several men. Legend has it that he was discovered by some wrestling promoters that saw him literally pick up and move cows across the field. Holy crap, that would be awesome to see. I would pay to see that. They, someone needs to do that. If you know a person that's strong enough to actually lift up a cow, I'm telling you, you can make a ton of freaking money. Uh, the talent would become handy at the town hall on single dance events. Uh, yeah, that was a little side joke I wrote, and then I ruined it by blabbing other stuff. Anyways, he broke into wrestling business in 1955 under local promoter and first NWA world champion Orville Brown. Uh, competing primarily in Houston, Houston, Kansas City in Canada. His natural breakthrough would come on the variety show Art Link Letters House Party, where Calhoun demonstrated his immense strength, including tossing bales of hay into a high loft. His appearance would bless him with the nickname Haystacks. Only one man was able to lift Calhoun, and that was Bruno Sammartino. At the height of his popularity, he was at times more sought after than the world champion. Calhoun teamed with Mountain Man Mike when he wrestled out west. At a combined weight of over 1,200 pounds, the duel made up the second heaviest tag team professional wrestling history and the horror to local all-you-can-eat buffets. Though he, he had never won a world singles title, he won tag team championships in the United States and Canada and was briefly one half of the WWF tag team champions in 1973. Sally Calhoun's weight and declining health at the age, uh, sorry, at the height of his career, he weighed about 640 pounds, uh, forced him into retirement. He would sadly lose his leg to diabetes in 1986 and would be confined to a double-wide trailer for the remainder of his life. It would be uh, diabetes that ultimately claimed his life at age 55. Much like Kamala. Yes. Poor guy. Yeah, all these legs have been lost, man. Uh, 24 years ago today, ECW presented Holiday Hell uh, and would air as matches for ECW Hardcore TV. 
Uh, Raven defeated the Sandman in a barbed wire massacre match to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. 23 years ago today, WWF presented The Generation X in your house. The show was noted for the finals to crown the first WWF light heavyweight champion of the modern era, the first appearance of Owen Hart since the infamous Montreal Screwjob, and the first singles match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock on pay-per-view. Taka Michinoku defeated Brian Christopher to win the vacated WWF light heavyweight championship. Vacated, you ask? Yes, it was an old WWF title had with UWA back in the 80s that WWF rebooted, including who was first to hold it. Uh, and I did not know this. And it's kind of uh, funny. I just thought it was a new belt they created way back then. Uh, and Triple well, H has... And oddly I, enough, when yeah. uh, I think it was Liger, no, uh, Ultimate Dragon, when he showed up in WCW with all those titles, one of them was the... WWF light heavyweight uh, championship that Bischoff didn't realize, or they would have probably done something with, but uh, all those belts that you see Dragon and I think uh, at one point Liger uh, carrying around, one of them was that title, but it was always being defended in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that when he brought all those belts because uh, uh, Sonny, so Sonny Ono, I believe, was uh, carrying some of them for him. That's why you have a manager, folks, so you can win that many championships. So you can have your manager also, you know, he could have had like a golf bag, you know. I like that championship now. 21 years ago today at a Thunder taping in Madison, Wisconsin, Bret Hart and Goldberg defeated Creative Control, Gerald and Patrick, to win the uh, WCW World Tag Team Championship. Uh, 13 years ago today, WWE taped Tribute to the Troops from Tariq, Iraq. The show aired as a special edition on Raw on Christmas Eve. 12 years ago today, TNA presented Final Resolution from the Impact Zone at the Universal Orlando Studios. Curry Man, Hernandez, Homicide, and Jay Lethal each won a Beast or Fried briefcase gimmick match. Uh, 10 years ago today, at a TNA Impact taping at Universal uh, Orlando, I didn't omit that, oh well, uh, Jay Lethal defeated Robbie E to win the TNA X Division Championship. It's a happy 35th birthday for Jonathan Good, known to wrestling fans these days as Dean Ambrose or John Moxley. Uh, was one of the most successful indie uh, wrestlers in the world, most notably winning the CZW World Heavyweight Championship twice, and the Full Impact Pro World Championship once, and the Heartland uh, Wrestling Association Championship three times. He also won championships for Insanity Pro Wrestling and the International Wrestling Association. On the independence, uh, Good has also competed for Ring of Honor, Jersey Old Pro Wrestling Evolve, Dragon Gate USA. Uh, in 2011, good sign with WWE, and the rest is history. Today is the 48th birthday of Tamara Lynn Cinch, best known as WWE Diva Cine. And you know what? I had to check, Google it, because I thought she was dead. Wasn't she dead? I swear no. she died. And I'm she glad did. she didn't, not knocking on this fake wood, but... Okay, because you know what? I, I thought she's died before. <laughs> like, no. what? She's just gone to jail numerous yeah. times. Hence the uh, mugshot that I have up right now. 
But you know, she would she would fit great on that shameless show. She would look great as one of the people in the bar uh, that Hank goes to. Yeah. Uh, so today is the 48th birthday of we just said it. Uh, today would have been the 62nd birthday of Richard Irwin Rude, spelled R O O D, best known to wrestling fans as Ravishing Rick Rude. Born to uh, born in St. Peter, Minnesota, he attended Robinson High School with Tom Zink, Brady Boone, John Nord, Barry Dorso. Brady Boone and close friend Kurt Henning, all of whom went on to become pro wrestlers. Wow, what a class! Brady he made Boone his was uh, Battle Cat. Yes, Battle Cat. Uh, he went. Uh, he made his uh, debut in 1982 as a babyface jobber, Ricky Rude. Uh, uh, starting with Vancouver-based NWA All Star Wrestling, he would wrestle for Georgia Championship Wrestling. Uh, Continental Wrestling Association out of Memphis and Jim Crockett Promotions before returning to Memphis in 1984 as Ravishing Rick Rude, an overconfident, arrogant heel. Yada yada yada. He took on uh, uh, he took off his robe and became a legend. Um, you know what? I put that there. I didn't quite do it right, but I, I honestly, yes, Rick Rude was a fantastic wrestler. Besides that, I didn't think much of him. Uh, he was okay on a microphone, uh, but he did the same damn thing. Wh whether he was uh, in WWF or when he went over to WCW, uh, I I th thought that was a guy that, yes, he could wrestle like a champion, but he he even looked like a champion but he he just was he was wrestling he he anyways uh, i just thought he was a one trick pony with his gimmick but that was that was it not was like players other wrestlers did. have had i was actually surprised to find out uh, that he didn't like bobby heenan as his manager yeah i was surprised by that yeah i liked rick rude but yeah it's a shame that he didn't uh, really go uh, further, um, didn't help that they kept on booking him with the Ultimate Warrior, but you know it is what it is. I really liked him, but I, I, I after a while, he was kind of almost like a Bret Hart. He was doing the same stuff in the ring too, uh, like how many? Pretty much every single match, it was the same thing. His back favoring his back, favoring his back, selling the same thing. It's like oh, like every time. Um, yeah. Uh, 23 years ago today, a Nitro from Buffalo, New York, at Disco Inferno defeated Perry Saturn to win the WCW World Television Championship. Uh, 23 years ago today, on Raw is War, Steve Austin forfeits his IC title to The Rock, stuns him, repossesses the belt, only then to chuck it in the river somewhere in New Hampshire uh, the next night, which a lot of people believe it's still there. Uh, or, or somewhere in that vicinity. Austin formally began his pursuit uh, of the WWF Championship, which he would win four months later at WrestleMania 14. Uh, 19 years ago today in Glasgow, Scotland, uh, Psychosis defeated Juventud Guerrero to win the World Wrestling All-Stars Intercontinental Cruiserweight Champion. Psychosis would then steal a local transit bus with Juventud and party all night long while trying to run down tourists. 15 years ago today, ABC announces that WWE diva Stacey Keebler would appear on the second season of Dancing with the Stars. She eventually made it all the way to the finals, finishing third. 
14 years ago today, WWE presented tribute to the troops from Camp Victory in Baghdad, Iraq. The show would air on Christmas Day. 12 years ago today, WWE revives the Slammy Awards on a special extended edition of Raw. Uh, these were the first Slammys presented by the company since 97. Uh, the Superstar of the Year was Jericho. Batch of the Year was Flair versus Michaels at WrestleMania 24. And the Diva of the Year was Beth Phoenix. And it's a happy 56th birthday today for Yoshi legend uh, Chigusa Nagoyo. Uh, born in Omura, Nagasaki, Japan, Naguro, uh, in her prime, was a national hero in her native land as one half of the Crush Gals with Linus uh, um, Asuka. Uh, their success, success wasn't just limited to the ring. The duo had several top ten pop music singles. Following Matsumoto's oh uh, mandated retirement, all a AJW performers were forced to retire once they turned 26. Uh, Nagayo uh, would uh, chase the WWWA World Heavyweight Championship, winning it in August 90, 1988 from Yakira Omori. In 1995, with the retirement age lifted, uh, Nagoyo uh, returned to the ring for her own organization. Uh, Gia uh, Japan, Nagao retired in, two, uh, in April 2005, just one week after wrestling in uh, Gia's final, uh, Japan's final event. Wow. There we go, wet my whistle. Today, she's promoting again, having launched a Yoshi promotion, Marvelous, in May 2016. Uh, Dangayo, often uh, cited as an inspiration for many Yoshis, is a member of the Wrestling Observer's uh, Newsletter Hall of Fame class of 97. 2000, uh, sorry, December 9th, <laughs> um, 46 years ago today in Tokoyohashi, Japan, Jack Briscoe defeated Giant Baba to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 25 years ago today, ECW uh, presented December to Dismember from the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Selected matches from the event would air on Hardcore TV. Dances with Dudley and Dudley Dudley uh, defeated Bad Breed, Axel, and Ian Rotten in just two minutes. Raven defeated Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman defeated Mickey Whipwreck and Steve Austin in a three-way dance to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship. This was Austin's last bout in an ECW ring. He'd only wrestle a total of two matches in his brief time with the company, both losing efforts for the ECW title. 19 years ago today, WWE presented Vengeance. The show's hook was a one-night tournament to unify the WWF and former WCW world titles to create the WWF Undisputed Championship. The Undertaker defeated RVD to win the WWF Hardcore uh, belt. Chris Jericho defeated Steve Austin to unify the WWF and World Heavyweight belts and became the first WWF Undisputed Champion. Our champion, as he's like to say now. He yes, beat the wrong yes. in the same night. You know, uh, uh, Jericho has pretty much done it all, and I never thought he would. Uh, I, I've I've never been a huge fan of his, but uh, you know, he he's entertaining on the mic. That's for sure. 
Uh, 16 years ago today in Osaka, Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura defeated Hiroshi Tenzan to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. 12 years ago today, Ron Killings announced that he had left TNA. He became the first African-American to hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. He would win it... Uh, uh, in a, he would win it a second time in May 2004 for two weeks. In later years, Killings was a part of Three Live Crew with BG James uh, twice and Conan. He would return to the WWF under the name R Truth. And first in WWF, his name was K Quick. Uh, Ten years ago today, at an impact taping, Angie jo uh, Angelina Love and Winter defeated Madison Rain and Tara in a tournament final to win the TNA Knockouts Tag Team Championship. It's a happy 52nd birthday for Kurt Steven Angle. Born in Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, Angle began wrestling at age seven. Angle was a dominant wrestler throughout his high school years, going undefeated his freshman year. Uh, and qualifying for the state wrestling tournament the next three years, winning his senior year. Uh, that dominance carried over to the collegiate ranks, winning the NCAA Division uh, National Championship at 100 kilograms for Clarendon University of Pennsylvania twice and named a three-time NCAA Division All-American. He was also a national junior and senior wrestling freestyle wrestling champion. In 1995, Angle won a gold medal at the FILA Wrestling World Championships at 100 kilograms. The next year, despite losing his coach to murder and suffering a severe neck injury, Angle won the gold medal at the 1996 Summer Olympics. He's one of only four people to compete a complete amateur wrestling's Grand Slam, winning junior nationals, NCAA nationals, world champion, and Olympics. In pro wrestling, uh, Angle amassed in pro wrestling, Angle amassed 21 total championships. 13, 13 of them were world titles. Uh, Kurt is the only man to hold WWF's, WCW, TNA's, and IWGP's top prizes. He's the only man to win both a King of the Mountain match. He did it so twice, and the King of the Ring tournament. And that's just the beginning of Angle's accomplishment accomplishments he indeed does not suck uh december 10th 48 years ago today in race lake wisconsin rick flair makes his professional wrestling debut with a 10 minute time limit draw against george genzak who's that you say well here's a little bit on him uh he was born in limerick saskatchewan um, and here's a snippet from an article from canoe.ca about his dedication to the wrestling business. And again, this is the guy, the first guy that uh, Ric Flair uh, wrestled. Uh, he once spent over five hours shoveling two feet of snow to clear a path from his house in Wisconsin in order to make a show scheduled for that night in North Dakota. It has been said that George once fell in his car some 30 feet off a bridge after falling asleep at the wheel. Miraculously, the car landed on all four wheels and Gadassi still made the snow uh, show uh, he was scheduled to participate in that night. 
Not even being diagnosed with a brain tumor could bend the will of Scrap Iron, his nickname, as he continued his rigorous workouts even while enduring chemotherapy. Agadassi eventually lost his battle with cancer in December of 1982, but his hard-nosed determination and dedication to the sport are finally remembered by his fellow competitors till uh, to this day. And th you know what? That's uh, that's really neat. Uh, someone that I never heard of, and you learned a little bit, and lots of other stories out there. That's why we do this. Uh, that's right. And that would be a final Jeopardy question right there. You wouldn't have to know all that shit, just his name. Uh, 47 years ago today in New York City, Bruno Sammartino defeated S Stan Stasiak to win the WWF Championship. Uh, the win made San Martino the first man to win the WWF title more than once. 45 years ago today in Miami, Florida, Terry Funk defeated Jack Briscoe to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. The win made the Funk brothers, along with Dory, the first and to this day only brothers to hold the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. 21 years ago today in Osaka, Japan, Generish, oh, I usually can say that. Uh, name Generishiro. Uh, uh, oh, it's horrible. Uh, Tenru uh, defeated Kenji Muda to win uh, to win the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. And in fact, I, I'm pretty sure I said that earlier. Generico, isn't it? Generico or something. Gen Gen Generishiro. Anyways, uh, 20 years ago today, WF, uh, WWF presented Armageddon from the Birmingham. Uh, Jefferson Civic Center in Birmingham, Alabama. Of note to this day, Armageddon 2000 remains the only WWE pay-per-view event held in Alabama. Uh, and that was confirmed uh, till December 3rd, uh, 2020. Uh, Val Venus defeated China. Chris Jericho defeated Kane in the last standing match. Uh, Benoit defeated Billy Gunn to win the uh, WWF IC Championship. Kurt Angle uh, defeated uh, Steve Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, and The Undertaker, Rikishi, and The Rock in a six-man Hell in the Cell to retain the WWF Championship. Thirteen years ago today, WWE presented the Raw 15th Anniversary Special. Ten years ago, at uh, ROH uh, uh, taping in Louisville. Holy crap. Louisville. I know Louisville. I'm just I'm my, the last few bits here. Uh, that's it. My, my my mouth is done. Christopher Daniels defeated Eddie Edwards to win the ROH World Television Championship. It's a happy 36th birthday for Jason uh, Anthony Paul, best known to wrestling fans as JTG. And a quick bet on him. Born in Brooklyn, New York, Paul began his career as the Neighborhoodie in 2006. Teaming with Shad Gaspald in OVW, they would be then known as Crime Time on the WWE's roster. And that is it for this week in pro wrestling history. Well, once again, we thank you for uh, bringing uh, nostalgia to the show and being a part of that. Um, different birthdays, spotlighting people, people you didn't even heard of, and also looking back at great uh, or not so great events that happened on pay-per-view, which you can either get on WWE Network or uh, Impact Plus, wherever you find your pay-per-views for. So stuff to look back on and uh, relive. Nostalgia is always a great thing. So thank you again for bringing that to us. 
And this concludes episode number 132 of the podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so next week we're going to do some news uh, and uh, look forward to, I believe, TLC uh, will be coming up uh, on the weekend. So we'll uh, do a preview of that and predictions. And, of course, this week in history. So be sure to get your T-shirts, support the Stevens Wrestling Journey, and Sick Kids Hospital. And until next week, have a good one. Hey, wrestling fans. It's Chop from the Scumbags of Wrestling. It might not look like Christmas right now, but it is around the corner. And you won't want to miss out on this amazing deal. It's part of Sick Kids Hospital on behalf of Stevens Wrestling Journey. Right now, if you contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, you'll get this amazing t-shirt designed by Nigel Lewis for just $30. And because it's Christmas, I'm going to throw in this stocking stuffer of a poster, 11 by 17, for free. Now you can still get this poster for $15, but you can get the whole combo for $30 right now until December 15th. Contact me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com and support Sick Kids Hospital in Toronto and Stevens Wrestling Journey.